Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of FPL Hotline, the Game Week 14 preview. I'm your host, Matt Tomo, joined, as always, by Taz, Gash, and C4. Nice to have the full squad back together. What's up, everybody? How you doing? How's it going, everyone? When's the last time we had everyone on? It's our first episode in like two weeks without the whole squad. Well, two episodes, two game weeks. Uh, we're working double time this week. This is our second episode of the week. So. It's tough, tough stuff. Yeah, are, are you paying us extra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far we've made like two dollars from uh, all the ad revenue. So, yeah, you, where's you, it going? You can have the full two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that's not all his. I mean, we have to split that four ways, right? Yeah, man. I've only put you can have your share. <laughs> yeah, you can take my share of the two dollars. <laughs> that's better. All right, let's um let's talk about game week thirteen, uh, which just ended earlier today. Uh, got a two-one win for Wolves over Chelsea on Tuesday. Um, goals for Wolves were scored by Podence and Neto, assisted by Vitinha and Otasoi. Otasoi. Uh, Chelsea's goal was scored by Olivier Giroud and assisted by Ben Chilwell. And the other game on Tuesday was a 1-1 draw, a surprising 1-1 draw between Man City and West Brom. Uh, Gundogan scored for Man City, uh, assisted by Sterling. And on the other side, uh, oh, well, West Brom's goal was an own goal by Diaz, uh, but they gave Ajayi the assist for that one. Um, So, yeah, surprising result for Man City. Probably a surprising win for uh, a lot of Chelsea supporters as well, considering uh, Wolves' poor form and Chelsea supporters' uh, constant desire to overvalue how good their team is uh so <laughs> yeah any thoughts on uh those tuesday games i was i was yeah. really shocked at the city game personally oh it was and, fantastic to see chelsea lose especially in that fashion like the 95th minute winner or whatever it was yeah oh it, was, it was like there was probably like 10 or 15 seconds left in the match <laughs> like, yeah it was perfect it was dope uh love to see it any uh, any other thoughts on those games? I mean, I know we're gonna we're gonna get into Chelsea and City both a little more in depth later, so uh, let's save it for that. Yeah, let's save those oh, two games. Let's save it. All right. Uh, and then on Wednesday we had uh, six games. Leeds with a five-two win over Newcastle. How you like that, C4? <laughs> we're we're still better than Arsenal. Uh, yeah, probably right with that. <laughs> Uh, goals scored for Leeds. Uh, goals were scored by Dallas, Alioski, Bamford again, Harrison, and Rodrigo. Uh, assisted by Klich, Harrison, Rodrigo, and two for Hernandez. Uh, Newcastle's goals were scored by Hendrick and Clark. Uh, assisted by Wilson and Frazier. Uh, C4, what are your thoughts on the match? I'll let you uh, talk about that one real quick. Honestly, at this point, I'm more interested in how supposedly Newcastle, sorry, the Premier League proved like a new TV deal for, I guess, the Middle East. And Newcastle was the only team to vote against it just because we're still pissed off about the takeover being turned down. So <laughs> as long as we don't get relegated this season, I don't care about anything that else that happens. Yeah, same for Arsenal. Yep. <laughs> um, the other games for Wednesday... Uh, for Arsenal, a 1-1 draw. Uh, finally, not a loss for the boys. Uh, <laughs> goal for uh, ex-Arsenal man Theo Walcott. Uh, he celebrated it. Some people were upset. I didn't care. 
honestly, I would have celebrated it at this point too, <laughs> like against Arsenal. Um, yeah, uh, and then assisted by Che Adams uh, on the other side for Arsenal. The goal was scored by Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, uh, assisted by Eddie Nketiah. Um, did you guys see Aubameyang's tweet after the game? A lot of people were pissed. Uh, is he so, retweeted? Yeah, so they they obviously have not been playing well. They drew, uh, and then like maybe ten minutes after the final whistle, Bukayo Saka already posted a tweet like, "I'm sorry to the fans that like, you guys deserve better than this." Blah blah blah. And then Obama was bragging about his goal in a one-one draw. Uh, he retweeted, I think Gary Lineker, maybe uh, one of one of those pundits. Uh, they were like, "Oh, now the goals are gonna start flooding in." Obama like retweeted it with an eye emoji. Like, oh, <laughs> then, like, how does a nineteen-year-old soccer have a better mentality than our captain? Like, come on. Um, moving on, though, uh, Everton with a two-nil win over Leicester. Uh, goal scored for Holgate and Richarlison, assisted by Iwobi and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Nice to see Iwobi on the uh, score sheet. Uh, a boring nil-nil draw between Fulham and Brighton. A um, couple of keeper points there, though, uh, for Ariola and Sanchez. That's about it. Yeah, uh, not for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are you upset about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was great. I love having a playing keeper. <laughs> uh, in in the match that was touted as a potential match of the season, we had a Liverpool two one victory over Spurs. Uh, goal scored by Firmino and Salah, assisted by Andy Robertson. And on the other side, uh, another goal for Son, assisted by Lo Celso. Um, and then in the final game on Wednesday, a 1-1 draw between West Ham and Crystal Palace. Goal scored for Palace by Benteke, assisted by Ward. And for West Ham, the goal was scored by Holler and assisted by Kufal. So, any thoughts on the Wednesday games? Any, the better, uh, the better team lost. The I doubt it was The first? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's no. how Jose plays. I, I don't I, disagree I thought... with him, though. <laughs> I mean, the stats <laughs> disagree with Jose, but that's uh, <laughs> I find that pretty funny. I forgot it was like F Fox Sports or something, like one of the bigger ones, like on Twitter, retweeted like a caption of like uh, Mourinho saying that, and like the, the in the same picture it was like the stats from the game, and like Liverpool had like over seventy percent possession, like doubled the amount of like shots and like triple almost the amount of chances created uh, compared to Spurs, and then like Jose's like, yeah, the better team lost. <laughs> I do. I do have. Like that's there are two things to me that stick out about that. Like one, I think that's kind of actually misleading because Spurs created fewer chances, but their chances were higher quality. So like you know, I mean that's what the game is about. If they if they sit deep and defend and then just you know create really really good chances and can actually take them and win, then I don't see any problem with you know doing that. Um, and then the other thing is actually it's exactly what Jose Mourinho's mo is. You know what he's done for fifteen or so years now. Is he says something like that, and then all the attention immediately goes to him, and it's not on like the fo it's not focusing on his players at all, like about how like if they played poorly or anything. Instead of the media targeting them, it targets him, and it just takes the pressure like off them entirely. And somehow, like I, like I'm sure the media realizes they they just don't care because they sell their headlines either way. So it's just because Jose makes great headlines, you know. He, I, I think they know, but like they, they got to go for the good headline, you know. As long as it sells, they don't really care. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of the great things about him, you know. 
I love his Instagram posts after too. Like he's just he's so funny. <laughs> it's weird to like love a Spurs manager, but uh I really do. Um anything else stood out to you? Uh Robertson finally returned uh in his last week on my squad. So thank you, Andy Robertson. Um big win for Leeds, uh, a lot of action there. Typical like Leeds result, a five two scoreline. I feel like I feel like that's very typical. Um Lester blanked. So, I was kind of surprised by that, especially yeah. with Vardy. Yeah, Vardy did so well the previous match. Thought he might do something, yeah. but he did not. Um, Calvert-Lewin didn't score, but he assisted. Uh, a lot of times – didn't you guys say that it's like Richarlison assists DCL the most? Isn't that something we talked about earlier in the year? Maybe. Uh, I, I it might have been uh, Hamas in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. when he was racking up those assists. Yeah, so Ahamas, again, uh, fails to get on the score sheet on either side. I think that's like seven or eight game weeks in a row at this point. Ahamas not play? play? Yeah, he didn't play. Yeah, that, so he failed to get on the score sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to get on the score sheet if you're not even on the bench. I'm not wrong, right? <laughs> um, I'm moving on to Thursday, to today's matches. Um, a nil-nil draw between Villa and Burnley. Uh, again, some nice goalkeeper points there for Pope and uh, Martinez. And Man United with a big 3-2 victory over Sheffield United. Um, yes, sir. Rashford with, Rashford with the brace. The other goal scored by Martial. Assisted by Martial, Lindelof, and Pogba. Welcome back, uh, Pogba, to the score sheet. Um, and on the other side for Sheffield, McGoldrick with the brace. Assisted by Fleck and Burke. Um, Gash, thoughts on that one? Um, it was a tough game to watch at times. You know, it's actually funny because Sheffield scored within the first five minutes, and then they scored in just about the last five minutes of the game. So for the pretty much the entire game, United were the better team in terms of like keeping the ball and creating chances and stuff. Um, so I'm glad they were able to grind it out. And now everyone, you know, all the, the media were kind of shitting on Ollie earlier in the season, and now he's a uh, played one game fewer, and if they if they win that game against Burnley, that was postponed. They'd be second in the league right now, and only two points off Liverpool. So, I don't know. Um, the the Bruno Fernandez streak ends though. The uh, the away game returns. Uh, couldn't go on forever. Awesome little streak though. Yeah. To, uh, I don't mean awesome big streak to start his United career there. Uh, sadly, comes to an end. Good thing I didn't captain him. I guess. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, thank God you got Mane for the other blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that 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 eleven o'clock deadline really really screwed with me, man. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's talk about Chelsea now. Um, do we want to hold or sell our Chelsea assets? Uh, just for reference, they got a couple couple of uh, tough games coming up. Um, they are playing. Uh, West Ham, Arsenal, Villa, and then City. Um, so you know, not not super hard, but not super easy either. Um, Pulisic hasn't returned in a while. Ziyech hasn't returned in a while. Uh, you know, it's hard when you're injured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you guys talk about Chelsea instead of me? Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get to explain my transfer last time. I took out Ben Chilwell this past week, and 
the week before that, I didn't replace ZH with another Chelsea asset just because I'm growing more concerned and unconvinced of their play, especially when you look at their upcoming schedule. Like I was texting a Chelsea fan earlier last week, and he's like, what are you talking about? We're going to do well. I'm like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't see you guys doing well through the stretch like until what they don't play Fulham until game week 19. Like, I see everything up until game week 17 before the blank being rough for them. So I I could see you wanting some cheap Chelsea cover. The only asset I'd consider right now is Dan James. But apart from that, I'd sell off my Chelsea assets. Wait, you're talking to Chelsea fan? I've- yeah. Yeah, and you keep Dan James on Chelsea? Probably that would require a transfer from Man United to get over there. Reese James. I'm just more surprised that you were actually like texting someone. I didn't know you had friends. I thought we were only friends. No, I only talked to you. <laughs> so one of you guys is a closet Chelsea fan. <laughs> Figure out. Maybe something else in the closet, but I'm not a Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, any other uh, thoughts on Chelsea, Taz? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't see why anyone would have any Chelsea assets up to this point unless you have Dan James. Reese James or uh, Chilwell. I feel like those are the only two. And I currently have Chilwell. I don't really plan to transfer him out during this stretch. Um, you know, he returned uh, and a loss to Wolves return an assist. And I feel like that's something that, like, you know, and uh, I don't expect him to return – like a clean sheet, like throughout the span as much. But if he turns one clean sheet and like assist here or there, and he also has like um, good, decent enough like goal threat. So I'll be happy with that. I feel like I would rather focus on transfers elsewhere on my team. Uh, if you do have a free transfer, maybe like uh, that was the, the something I would definitely consider. But like me, I'm more concerned right now about bringing in like more uh, set, like my premium assets and like um, Salah that I don't really want to waste a transfer on Chilwell, who if I do like use the transfer on him, it's kind of like, who can I bring in at that price range? That's going to like, you know, it's going to be worthy of like all those points and like a transfer basically. Um, but yeah, but besides that, you know, like all their attacking options, I, I don't think any of them are FBL viable right now. Gash. Yeah, I, uh, I I tend to agree with what they said. Um, I think the one player that actually um, is an all, all is also a decent option is um, Zuma, uh, just because I mean he won't offer as much offensively, like as consistently as Chilwell does. Um, but if you're trying to save money, I actually don't know what his price is up to now, so he actually might be much five closer. Point, five point seven. seven. And I think Chilwell is six two or something right now. Yeah, and then James is six, five three. Yeah, so I mean, th- those are kind of your essentially your three levels. Then um, I mean, Reese James is the most subject to rotation um, with Aspi Laqueta. I'm not sure if Aspi was just starting the Champions League games or how Lampard's been doing that. Um, but you know that Aspi Laqueta can come in and take his spot, and you know, in any given game, especially over um, the busy Christmas period. Um, and then Zuma is your you know nailed on center back, but not as offensive, of course, as Chilwell, who's the most expensive and flying forward a lot. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm. Uh, I tend to agree with what Taz said, um, whereas I don't necessarily expect the clean sheets to come over the tough schedule in the next couple of games. But I think actually it's interesting because if Chelsea aren't keeping the clean sheets, that means they're going to be conceding a lot of goals or at least some goals. So they'll probably need to attack more. So, so he actually might be getting forward still and getting uh, assists in the, and, and maybe chipping with a goal or here, here or there. Um, so I, I don't think I'm going to 
be getting rid of Chilwell, which is my only current Chelsea asset, um, just because I think there are other priorities, like getting a playing goalkeeper that I have <laughs> at the moment. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily bring one in either if I didn't have one. Yeah, let's let's kind of just real quick pick uh, a Chelsea defender, if we all could, because I think Zuma, Chilwell, and James are all decent options. Uh, you mentioned a rotation risk with James, and uh, Wallace Pilqueta is always there knocking on the door. James hasn't started on the bench since week five, uh, and he's played the full 90 in 11 of their 13 Premier League matches. Uh, the two he didn't were game week four and five. So it seems like his, it's his spot, but, you know, Aspie's always there just, uh, you know, breathing down his neck. Well, like, the thing I would think about there is that Chelsea, the, the midweek games were the Champions League games. So if Frank continues to play Aspie midweek, then those would be Premier League games now over at least the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a, there's a good chance for a little rotation risk there. Um, yeah, just a thought. Yeah. So if you had to pick between those three defenders for Chelsea, uh, who are you going with? Probably Chilwell. Chilwell? Taz? Same Chilwell I have in my team, and not really tempted to transfer him out. C4? No. Uh, I would probably go Chilwell because uh, I have him. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on from Chelsea. Let's go over to Man City. Uh, Man City are having problems with their attacking assets not returning lately. Uh, De Bruyne, uh, what did he do? De Bruyne uh, has only scored three and four fantasy points respectively in the last two matches. Um, definitely not looking like his tip-top form. And then um, what about Sterling? Sterling has three and seven in the last few matches. Um, so what's going on with City? How are we feeling? Uh, C4? Uh, I know you're excited about your boy Aguero coming back, uh, looking like it could be for this game week. Uh, he came out of a little cameo appearance there at the end. Uh, so that that common sense would lead, lead you to believe that that was like his little warm-up, getting ready to start this next one. Um, I think uh, Jesus picked up a little knock as well, so that might help Aguero's odds. Uh, I, I think he's like fine. I don't think he was in the injury report, but I know he went down. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember what you are talking about, oh, yeah. So that could help uh, Aguero's chances as well. Uh, you've been saying all year that as soon as he's healthy, he's in your team. Is that happening this week? Is he coming uh, in? Yeah. I mean, if you guys want me to, I'd make the transfer right now. But I think when you look at – Do I'll it. Start, uh, okay. But <laughs> do it. I'll, I'll start I'll, – I'll do it right now when I'm talking. Stop talking. Do it. <laughs> I'll say this right now. Like, if I'm a Kevin De Bruyne owner, I'm not at all concerned. Like, I think we can all agree, despite City's offensive struggles, that he still looks pretty good. He's the center of that attack. He's creating most of their chances. Well, I think it was in a five-minute span. He easily could have had two assists, but then, I don't know, Gunduan screwed one up. I forget who screwed the other one up. Might have been Sterling. But in terms of that, just, like, from watching City play, to me, it seems like where they're struggling right now is when teams are sitting back on them and, you know, they're not giving them any space to play, mm-hmm. which is a problem because I don't think Jesus or Aguero helps them in that regard, one over the other. I think it's just something they have to get through tactically. And now Gash is like, say something to me and tell me that I'm wrong. No, no, not that. Thank you for acknowledging the hand raise, by the way. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, somewhat agree with you but somewhat disagree. Um, I was actually looking at the um, stats over the course of the season so far. And City are fifth for expected goals. 
So like what you would think they would be scoring, but they're 12th in the league for actual goals scored right now. They are behind. They've scored fewer goals than Crystal Palace and only two more goals than Newcastle. Is that adjusted for them not having played a week? The expected no, that's that's that's, that's uh, up to date right now. But also well, Newcastle is the expected goals per ninety, or is it there? No, it's not expected goals per ninety. It's expected goals over the entire season. Okay. So and they, Newcastle's also only played twelve games because they missed that game for the COVID, and they have uh, sixteen goals while City only has eighteen. And again, Crystal Palace has nineteen goals. So it's really, I think it's really just a finishing issue um, where, uh, where they need an Aguero, um, maybe an Aguero like of five years ago that wasn't super injury prone and, and was playing pretty much every week. So I don't know if he's going to even be enough to solve their problems. I mean, with the way he's been lately, um, he could always come back and then, you know, play a couple of weeks and then get hurt for another couple of months. So I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they go into the market in January for a striker. Um, someone to uh, finish the chances that De Bruyne has been creating. I, I would j just say to that, though, like, if he's healthy, I think you want him in your FPLT. Like, last year showed mm. that when he was healthy, he still has it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe right now at 10.3, this is the cheapest he's been in FPL in probably over five or six years. Yeah, I, I don't know enough to correct you on the spot, but that sounds right. <laughs> So uh, to me, it's a pretty easy move from Vardy to him, which I think is a s smart one when you look at what Leicester's upcoming fixtures are like. If you have the money in the bank and still don't or don't have Kane in your team currently, then you could also make that move. But personally, I plan on fitting them both into my team. But I think Aguero, when healthy, is a must-own in this situation. I kind of feel like KDB has been somewhat unlucky to... You know, if you're just looking at the past two games, like with the game we told to play United to, for a nil-nil draw, so it's kind of like, you know, those games, like, yes, you, you know, you do still expect, like, uh, your premium assets to return, but at the same time, it's kind of, you know, it, it's a big uh, match, so both teams might have played more defensive stuff like that, so I feel like you got to kind of break them for this past week. It's kind of more of a, uh, you know, touching upon, like, the finishing thing is definitely, I feel like Aguero would have helped a little bit, um, but also, like, you know, it is the thing that uh, City play uh, a little bit differently when against teams that like to sit back. Like looking at this, just uh, against the game against West Brom, KDB had the most shots with four, uh, followed by uh, Rodri and Gundogan both with four shots. Also, they took more shots than like Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, and Gabriel Jesus, which are more attacking players. So it's kind of um, and KDB created uh, two chances, one of the most on the team. So again, the stat sheet. So it's kind of like. I feel he's a little bit unlucky to come, you know, not to come away with anything. Hopefully, you know, bring Aguero in, KDB racks up more assists, and also maybe, uh, you know, Aguero's mm -hmm. runs open up more space for KDB to take some better shots. So, I, you know, it can go either way. But uh, definitely KDB, you know, he was bringing goals and assists, playing more deeper. Now he's playing more up forward in that kind of middle camp spot that I, I would not, like, really worry about him. Um, and Sterling, you know, it's kind of like the pick of, like, same thing with Mane and uh, Salah, but like KDB and Sterling, it's kind of like I would only go for Sterling or Mane if as a differential pick. But if you want to go like with a safer option, you know, someone's more nailed on take penalties stuff like that. Definitely go with KDB and like uh, vice versa Salah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But all right, any final thoughts on that? 
Uh, just a question for you guys. Besides a healthy KDB and a healthy Aguero, is there any other Man City asset you would own right now from an attacking perspective? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Mares puts up crazy numbers anytime he does play, but his rotation is just way too hard uh, to predict. He definitely will play a 90 in this upcoming week, I'm assuming, uh, in this upcoming week or two. But you just, I just don't know when it's going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. If I could time that, I would bring in Mares, uh, but it's just too hard to time. So the answer is no for me. De Bruyne or bust? Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, the only other one I'd probably consider is uh, Sterling is always a consideration because he's pretty nailed. Um, but really? I don't, I don't like his. Yeah, well, so I'll get to that in a second. But I don't really like his um he misses a lot of pretty relatively easy chances even though his finishing has improved over the years it's still not great um what i was gonna say is that Foden is probably the one i'd consider just taking price and everything into account but even now this season um i haven't called many of city's games but i don't think he's starting as much as um you would like as you know to to pay that that kind of money for him yeah that, that was around him in preseason hasn't lasted like you know the first couple of games he played 90 63 90 88 45 and yeah. since then the west brom game was the only game he's played over 60 minutes in since game week seven yeah like i i remember maybe last season when he was kind of coming out to the scene and david silva's contract was ending people were kind of touting him as like the, the new david silva but he hasn't you know i don't know, I don't know if pep's reluctant to try him in that role but pep did call him the most talented player he's ever coached so, I mean, you would think he'd be able to play David Silva's role, but I guess not. To be fair, he did have – didn't he have COVID in there when he came back from England when he got caught, like, sneaking out of rooms? I don't think he actually caught COVID from that. Okay. No, I don't think – no, he just broke the protocol. Yeah, okay. I think. And then, you know, there's Bernardo Silva, who might as well go to MLS at this point. They're saving yeah. him for NYCFC. Yeah, I don't know why he's, uh, you know, kind of just dropped off. Yeah. We, we don't see what goes on in training, but it's got to be something. Yeah, Foden, Foden's not worth it at this point. I was pretty high on him preseason because I wasn't expecting that, that David Silva will take over. Uh, it just hasn't happened at all. You know, definitely not. Uh, C4, are you good? Yeah, the dishwasher's going off again, so I just want to <laughs> you know, get through that. Don't, don't talk about um, your mom like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We had nachos for dinner, so like all those dishes, right? <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about our captain picks for this game week. Um, let me go through the fixtures and see which games you probably want to target. Uh, Liverpool against Crystal Palace uh, is probably a good one to target. Um, United against Leeds. Uh, could be fun for United attacking assets. Um, Chelsea West Ham, if you have some faith in Chelsea, but as we talked about before, we don't really. Uh, so it looks, yeah, it looks like either United or Liverpool uh, for me. Um, that's what me and Gash, when we were talking before, that's kind of what we narrowed it down to. We narrowed it down basically to Salah versus Fernandez. Yeah, because City's going against Southampton, and Southampton have been solid all year long. Uh, <laughs> I could see that being a 1-1, one, 1-0, one, one something like that. But I could see the United game kind of popping off like another another big scoreline. Uh, so I would stay away from United defensive assets. But, like, I, I'm 
I'll just I'll say my pick for captain this week is is going to be Bruno. I think he's coming off the the uh, coming off the no return this this game. Uh, you know, I just think he'll be motivated for it. What, if, the, uh, what, what do you what do you think the percent chance is that it stays as Mane? <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget to set my lineup two game weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just remember early Sunday morning before the deadline. <laughs> you mean Saturday? What? <laughs> oh, that's news to me. And then he failed it again because it's actually a Friday. Nah, I'll, uh, I'll actually do it. I think I'll do it after the episode. <laughs> I can't forget. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm going, you got time. You got time. I think I'm going with Bruno, but is there any rotation risk for him? Did he play the full 90 this past match? Um, no. So we were we were talking about that um, beforehand, and he did not play the full 90 this past match, but he did play like 75, yeah, 80 minutes or something like that. And United don't have a – so the, the next week they play, I think, Sunday, and then Wednesday is a Carabao Cup game against Everton, and then they play Saturday. So what – you know, the consideration is, is how important is that Carabao Cup game? Is he going to start in that game, or what's the plan there? So I would say there is a slight chance of rotation, but I think the fact that he got pulled off 10 minutes early is, means he's probably starting – um, on Sunday, and also I think the Premier League is – it's actually relatively wide open at this point. Um, so there's no reason to not go full throttle Premier League after being knocked out of the Champions League. Um, so I would just – I mean, personally, I would – I think most fans would be okay if we just fielded like a, a young team against Everton in the Carabao Cup. You know, if they win and go through, fantastic. If they get knocked out, then it's one fewer competition to worry about. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Taz? Um, I'm kind of between I don't have Salah and I'm kind of planning to bring him in this week so that's kind of like my you know choice right now uh, if I do bring him in if I don't bring him in I'll probably go with uh, risk it on Bruno even with uh, with the with, with possible rotation I think against Leeds that's like a, I see both you know United being at home and Leeds have been just you know kind of playing attacking football the entire time that I can see uh, uh, them going I can see, easily see it being like a three-two uh, score line, and uh, hopefully Bruno returns this time. Yeah, we were talking about. I think we mentioned it last episode that Bruno is the type of player who could do some damage, even in only a half of action. Uh, so I would still feel okay about giving him the captain's bend uh, in general. Uh, C four. So you guys have actually flipped my mind midway through you guys talking. I just looked up. Liverpool doesn't have a midweek fixture next week. Meaning mm-hmm. after the Crystal Palace game, they have basically a week off until Boxing Day. Wow! So to me, that kind of that I was going to say Bruno when you first asked the question, but that kind of flipped me over to Salah right now. I was, as an alternative option, I just wanted to ask this question. No offense to you, Tomo, but at what point do we start considering an Arsenal like one of the bottom five teams in the league and like someone you would captain a player against? I mean that like in a serious manner, not like not trying to like, <laughs> like when when do we start considering that? Um I mean they've they've been okay Cause, defensively though. Because like just to say where my mind's at is like if we told you DCL was playing against a bottom five team in the Premier League this weekend, to me that makes for a decent captaincy option. Yeah, but Arsenal's uh, biggest struggle has been offensively. Like they've been okay defensively. I don't know. I think they've just been struggling. But okay. Well, well before, have you have you captained DCL this week or this season? No, I haven't owned him. 
You haven't owned him at all this season. No. What's the che- What's the cheapest captain you gone with this week? This season so far. Uh, I haven't. I did a Hamas captain at like seven seven. I don't think it hasn't been anyone under ten million. I think the only players I captained this season are Kane, Salah, KDB, Obama Yang, and Mane. Maybe Sterling. So, so then, teams. even even if like. Let's say uh, DCL is playing the bottom team in the league, and then you have like, you know, Liverpool or you know City playing like medium fixtures. Are you still gonna you're gonna cap the DCL over those premium assets? If I own him, I'd have to consider it. Yeah, I feel I I, I consider it's one thing, but captaining, I, I don't see anyone really uh, like you know captaining. I see it always like ninety percent of the time people captain just the premium asset. Like you know, we always mention like differential yeah. captain picks, but even if like somebody like DCL, you know, or you know, other like kind of like uh, players like that playing uh, bottom teams, it's it's like it's something they were always like, oh, like that's a good picture. But at the end of the day, everyone's gonna go with like one of the premium assets. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of silly to think that the leading scorer in the Premier League can't be a captaincy option against a bottom five team. Like, I don't know. Like, well, well, I don't like how confidently you're calling Arsenal a bottom five team. I don't know. <laughs> In this situation where we're considering them a bottom five team now, I don't know if we are. That's why I'm asking the question. I mean, that would be a bottom five to be considered. No, I don't know. It's- no, it takes it takes a lot longer for them to be considered an actual bottom five team. I mean, we're still we're 14 weeks into the season. A lot of like the, the traditional season, basically, man. Like, yeah, but as of right now, it's not halfway through the season, you dingus. If we doubled it, then you're still only in the 20s, and there's still like 10 games left to play. Yeah, but we would also have to be a bottom five team. Right now, we're a bottom six team. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just no, like, I don't know. Give it at least till like through the Chris, I'm through the Christmas period, probably. Like the the player, the individual player quality isn't bottom five level, it's just they're not clicking as a team. So it's not like they need to, you know, overhaul and, and bring in, like, the, some crazy number of players to not be a bottom five team. It's just like, you know, they need to be a lot of players. So, so yeah. with, that argu- with that argument that you're telling me Man City are not top five team in the Premier League? It's- That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> no, he was just trying to, like, take a shot at Arsenal, but also make you kind of illegal. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, Man City are playing like a top four team in the Premier League right now. I think they're playing more like a top nine team. If you ask <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Seriously, though, they are not playing that well. That's true. But well, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I'm probably gonna captain. I don't know. It's between Bruno and Salah for me right now. But I'm also. The only one I'm pretty much ruling out is Vardy. So I'm thinking Bruno Sala with K- little KDB on the side, you know. Uh, that's a, um, <laughs> kind of where my head's at. I'd probably say like 40-40 Bruno Sala and then 20% KDB. Um, because, I mean, this, Southampton's been good recently. But KDB, you know, on his day, if City start finishing chances, that's still a team they could rip apart. Um, so I, but again, I'm probably leading Bruno or Salah, I think for this weekend. Well, you got to pick one. Who is it? I don't know. I have like two more days. 
I'll just pick pick for the for the people right now. <laughs> uh, okay, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's my transfer this week. I think I gotta. Uh, I, mean, I think I'm bringing in Johnston. You wouldn't bring in McCarty. No, nah, I have K- KWP already. I don't want to double Southampton defense. Plus, West Brom just brought in Big Sam Allardyce, who's never been relegated from the Premier League. So I, I think he's gonna, you know, shore him up defensively, play some straight Brexit. Uh, brings it ball, you know, long ball up the pitch, and and the results will come. Plus, Johnson gets a lot of safe points too. I uh, I just have a random question that I want to throw out there, uh, totally unrelated to my team. But if you had to pick a Southampton defender, uh, because KWP, uh, Vestergaard, and Bednarek are all within point three of each other, and they're all scoring pretty similarly. Uh, 61 points so far for Vestergaard, 54 for Bednarek, and 48 for Walker Peters. Uh, what do we what do we think is the best option for Southampton defenders? Bednarek, pick the cheapest one if they're all that similar. Yeah. All right. So I hold my Andy Robertson to Bednarek, freeing up some money to go Watkins to DCL in time for the bottom six matchup against Arsenal. <laughs> So you're bringing DCL ahead of a, ahead of him get, playing Arsenal. Yeah, that way if he scores, like I don't have to be that upset. Like, you know, silver lining. That would actually play for Charleston Brace and DCL playing <laughs> Arsenal loss. Wait, uh, can Gabriel play this week? Stupid mm, question. No. Two, yellow, no, two, yellow, but two yellows is one game. Oh, game. that's right. Like, he missed. Oh, didn't he? He got sent off over the weekend. No, he got sent off in the most recent game, but it's a one yeah, game. Yeah, so he misses this game. Yeah, yeah, it's a one game, Ben. Okay, okay, okay. Unless, what was the second yellow for? Well, it was two yellows, so it's no, not right. sure. if, if one of them's for, like, violent conduct or Yeah, something. but if it's violent conduct, it's a red. Okay. Because that happened to Xhaka. They originally gave him a second yellow, but then they said, no, it's a straight red. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting a little kinky with the throat grab. Fucking Jaka, dude. <laughs> what an idiot. I'm still talking about that. That was like two game weeks ago. I'm what, did he, what did he um didn't he say something about the fans, Arsenal fans last season? Do you know well, there was that, he like took off the captain's band and like oh and threw it on the off, ground, right? And they booed him off the pitch and his <laughs> Arsenal career was done and then it resurrected just for him to fucking do that last week. <laughs> didn't, oh, but didn't, didn't after that happen they like re-voted him as captain or something like that? Well, like he got a lot of death threats uh, from Arsenal <laughs> on Twitter. He had to like uh, disable his accounts for like a little bit. Uh, he had to like apologize. It was it was a big, big clusterfuck. He was like, "Sorry, you guys suck, and you're ruining me." <laughs> He's just not good enough, bro. He he should have never left Germany. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought they. I thought they. There were rumors I thought that they turned down like a twenty million pound offer for him over the summer or something like that. I, I from a from I think from a German team like Hertha Berlin or something like that. I hope that's not true because now we'll be lucky to get a fucking fiver for him. <laughs> <laughs> I would sell him for that, by the way. I'd sell him for that. <laughs> I'd sell him for some fish and chips. That's point. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see. Apparently. Grand Xhaka to Hertha Berlin, twenty-six million pound offer. When? Um, this it was at this time last year. So I'm guessing it would have been for last winter. Okay. But the article from December thirtieth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's when 
that's when he was like getting back into the team after the whole drama. So unless this is unless they like uh, it was over the summer. All right, let's not talk about Jacques anymore. Yeah, no, it looks like it's a lot. Yeah, so they could have sold him for about twenty six million pounds. And now they'll be lucky to get like a quarter of that. Yeah, not, not be lucky not not have to not to have to pay that to get rid of him. Oh jeez, man! I don't even know how Arsenal can get better from here, man. Arteta in though. Arteta in. The only way you can go is up, right? That's not true. There's no. still five places. Bottom five, bottom four. C four. To answer your question from before, if they drop to like sixteenth, then you can start treating them like a bottom five team. Aren't they in sixteenth right now? No, no they're fifteenth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I think you gotta wait at least like I don't know, five or ten more games. But yeah, go ahead. It's just been so bad. If it's if it's this bad for like four more, four or five more games, then yeah. But like, they always say like they're they're too good to go down. You know, they 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 gotta figure it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal relegation. Can you imagine the two-one loss with Arsenal relegation confirmed? But Aubameyang like retweets someone like, "Man, Aubameyang scored a nice goal." <laughs> well, I've actually always meant to be uh, meant to watch more championship games. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, maybe Arsenal can win that at least. Yeah, maybe. we'll probably fucking wreck that league. I mean, maybe. Newcastle <laughs> okay, could win that league then. <laughs> All right, let's 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 change the topic before you guys get too sad. Do we have anything else to talk about? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>